This is the Off the Charts Business Podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. Here, you'll learn how to design a scalable business so you can spend more time outside, away from the screen, through actionable ideas, real-world examples, and pep talks from your host, that's me, Natalie Lucier, founder of Access Ally. Welcome, welcome. Natalie Lucier here, founder of Access Ally. Today, I'm so excited to have Mark Wayshak here with us the founder of Sales Insights Lab. But the first thing I want to ask Mark is whether or not sales is something that came naturally to you. And if not, how did you kind of get to this place that you're at today? Yeah, that's a great question. And of course, thanks for having me. No, sales did not come naturally to me. I was a small business owner. I started when I was in college, I started a marketing business and I was a complete disaster I was really, really bad and would go in and had like a whole pitch book and would do this dog and pony show and wouldn't close sales. And so I banged my head against the wall for a couple of years, really trying to figure out sales. And fortunately I came across some mentors and um, joined a sales training program as a client. And that really changed everything for me. And that was kind of the start of understanding that sales, like any other skill, like learning guitar or piano or surfing, like you can learn it the hard way. And chances are you're going to have a lot of mistakes that are kind of built into your process, or you can learn it the right way and, and have many times the results. So yeah, no, it definitely did not come naturally. Yeah, I just want to start there because I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, I suck at sales. It's not my thing. I don't want to do it. I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to go there. And I'm just going to focus on marketing. And we know that marketing and sales are both important. And without marketing, it's hard to get the sales. But if you don't have the sales skills, then even if you have great marketing, it's not going to convert. So totally. Yeah, so this is a really great conversation that we're having today. So one of the questions I want to ask you about is, you know, obviously you sell online courses and you have sold, I mean, assuming you've sold courses at different price points along the way, and now you're selling high tickets. So can you tell us kind of how you landed there, what you've learned along the way about your pricing and how people can kind of make some similar decisions for themselves? Yeah, so that's a really, that's a good question. And I was thinking about this before in terms of how to frame it. So let me just kind of give you the quick background on my business career, just, just to kind of like, so I started my business as, a, as an independent solo sales trainer like 15 years ago. Probably like many people who, whether you're a sales trainer or a trainer in something else, or you teach, like I was doing it kind of like onesie. I was giving speeches and then I do like one-on-one training or I do corporate trainings, but it was me doing the work. And, and that was good. It certainly got me to the point where I was like, okay, I don't ever have to get a job. I don't have to ever go back to the kind of the corporate world. And so that was validating, but it also kind of, I was, you know, my Amex platinum card was, you know, doing the Delta flight airline clubs, you know, traveling a ton. And, and of course, you know, when I was, when I was younger and single, that was super exciting, but very quickly, particularly once I met my wife, it was like, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'm going on another trip. I'll be back next week. And she was like, oh God. Okay. You know? And so it really lost its luster. And so I quickly realized that, you know, I went through a lot of the same trainings that a lot of us probably went through. I like invested in Jeff Walker's launch program. I invested in Frank Kern's program. I invested in like a lot of these kind of gurus who teach you how to take what you do 
in the real world and then kind of productize it into, into a program. And so my first foray into that was what a program where I basically, it was, it was called sales strategy Academy and it was like a $500 program. And it was like the complete A to Z course. And it was, it was pretty good. And, you know, I shot it in a studio and it was, it was me like in, in front of the camera, just kind of walking through. And I used, I used X, I, I, I used another service at first. And then I quickly realized I, I switched to Access Ally. And that was my first foray into using Access Ally actually. And so that was $500 a pop. And so that was good, but you know, one of the things that I started to realize was like, if you really want to scale a business, you've got to be able to do, you've got to be able to pay for ads. You've got to be able to do ad spend. You've got to be able to either do like Facebook ads, YouTube ads. You've got to be Google ads. Like there's got to be some way to, it can't just be SEO. And so, so at 500 bucks a pop, it was kind of a challenge. And so then I decided to, which doesn't make sense in light of what I'm just saying, but I decided to make a membership site, which was like it was like 50 bucks a month. I had a couple of different tiers, but you, it was like a monthly program because people were like, oh, you got to do the membership thing. And then that was, I don't want to go on too far here, but I think it's, it's probably relevant to a lot of people because I went through, you know, I made a lot of the mistakes. So I did this kind of monthly membership program. And even though the conversion rate of that program was way higher, you know, it's so much easier to just be like, to have your prices on the site, you know, like, oh, $50 a month and people join. But what I noticed was that the average, the lifetime value of the average customer was like only a few hundred dollars. And so that was a major problem because basically all I did is lower my prices. And then finally, I talked to some friends and I discovered the idea of this high ticket program. And, and so basically what I did is I jacked my prices up many, many times and I put more into it. So it became, I went from being like a, just an online sales training program where you get no access to coaching or anything. And we really focused on building a community with group coaching sessions using Zooms and of course the training. And, and then the big thing was, whereas before all the sales process and the marketing process was all used using marketing automation, we use Infusionsoft. And so it was all just like, you know, the classic, for those of you who may be familiar, kind of like the, either like the Jeff Walker, like the three-part video series into a, you know, sales page. Now what we did is we changed that into like, you go through either a webinar or a training, and then it's like, hop on a call with us. And that changed everything because my average revenue per lead per person opting in went up by like six or seven times. And what was super cool about it was that people were not only more engaged because they invested more money into it, but they were also like getting better results. Cause we were like coaching them, you know, they had access to us so they could ask questions. And, and so like, whereas in my sales strategy Academy, I had like a bunch of good testimonials, but then like, once we did this high ticket program, like suddenly we just like, I would be on a zoom and I'd be like, okay, so who's had some results. And like half the group is like putting up their hands and they're like, and I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, would you do a testimonial? And so we started just getting all these like testimonials that were instead of being like you know instead of like the weaker testimonials like oh this was great I loved it loved the training it was awesome highly recommend it went to like my business our revenues are now up like 271 percent and it was like just so much more powerful and so that was kind of my journey there to that and as soon as I made that switch I was like this is 
so much better, both in terms of the results that people were having, but also just in terms of like a sustainable model. And now we can advertise to it because the average transaction is much higher. And so it's kind of like a win-win all around. Oh, I love so much of what you shared there. And I kind of want to go back to the membership sure. model piece yeah. real quick, because I think yeah. I see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they start with a course and they're like, membership is the way to go. And then they exactly what you described, like they realize I'm doing the same amount of work and I'm not making as much money. So I feel like I just want to emphasize that because I've seen that so many times. And I think if you're doing membership, it's a great add-on to a course. It's a great, you know, it's a great offer, but also you can price it higher. So it could be like a high touch thing that includes the coaching and all of those things. And it can be a membership, but like you said, a higher touch and higher value. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And, you know, So here's the thing though, is like, I would say that if you're going to do membership, have that be kind of like like your lower end offer and I'd make it like specific. So if if I'm doing a sales training membership site program, I would make it like just on like prospecting on like a specific thing or like LinkedIn advertise or LinkedIn prospecting or like something really specific and then have an upsell for a high ticket service because when I see my competitors and a lot of my competitors do membership sites and I'm like so happy to see it because I'm like, there's no way they can compete with me in terms of like being able to compete with me in, in ad spend. It's impossible. You just can't do it unless it's an entry level and it's kind of like more limited. And then you have this upsell to a membership, but you know, I still think like, I'd rather have high ticket and then an even higher ticket. The other thing I'll just say about membership is that when we switched from membership, I had a full-time support person who was just like doing support tickets. And we had like a bunch of people who would like go through the whole program in like six days and then, and then cancel. And you're like, Oh God, you've got to be kidding me. And, and so we were just like, having tons of support tickets. And literally when we switched to, to high ticket, I had to take my full-time support person and we just went to like hourly because she was only working like five hours a week because it was like so much less support because not only are you dealing with less kind of technical issues, but you're also the types of people that are paying a lot of money are just like, they're less complainy. (laughs) Yeah. I think there's, there's a great quote, which is if you raise the quality of your prospects and customers, you raise the quality of your product as well. So it's hundred percent. And the quality of the community and all that. I mean, it's, there's something about someone who's willing to pay 50 bucks, which is like, Hey, they're still willing to make an investment, but if they're willing to pay like 5,000, that's a huge, there's just like a very, there's a big difference in terms of like the type of commitment that they're bringing to the table. And I think that's, I I don't know exactly what that says about them, but I've just noticed in, in my business, like way fewer complaints, way fewer people who are just like want like refunds, like our refund rate rate went down, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, in membership is, is, is a whole thing of people just like doing it and then like wanting a refund. And you're like, dude, you went through the whole course. Now you <laughs> right. want a refund? Like it's you literally abuse. went through like. <laughs> it's essentially abusing your refund policy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, fair enough. You know, if that's the kind of, if that's what you want to do, fine. But like, yeah. And then like when we switch to like people really making an investment and that's another thing I'll just say about the high ticket is that because they're having a conversation with a human being, I think it makes it much more real. Like if you want a refund now, you have to go to the salesperson that, that you talked to before and have a, have a, have a quick chat. And, and so it's like, they're, they're so much more bought in. There's so much more like, I'm going to do this. I'm so much more committed as opposed to just like, 
you know, we've all, we've all been through sales funnels for membership sites or even just like cheap products is like, Hey, you know, like, Hey, just, you know, just think about, you know, if you just put $50 down, it's like the cost of like, you know, 20, 20 trips to Starbucks in a month. And, and, and it's like, it's just like, it's more kind of like justifying it as opposed to a sales conversation, which is just so much more commitment and buy-in, which is both powerful for us in terms of our business, but also in terms of the client, just like being committed to going through it. Yeah, I love that. And that actually takes me to the next piece that I wanted to ask you about, which is you are doing high touch sales, right? So you're actually getting on the phone with someone or having someone on your team talk to people before they buy. And I think that a lot of people are maybe a little bit afraid of that, or they're not quite sure what that would look like. So, and obviously this is part of what you help people with too. So is there anything you can give in terms of advice or tips for people who want to get started with this kind of higher touch model? Yeah. So a couple of things. One is you, you have to do it yourself at first. You cannot farm this out to start. Like, and I remember when I switched models, I was already doing pretty, what I thought was pretty well. And so the thought of like getting on the phone with people for, you know, albeit a high ticket item, but still not like a, we're not talking about like I was doing before, like two, $300,000 sales for corporates. And now I'm like getting on the phone for, you know, whatever it was a couple thousand dollars. And so like, I felt like, oh, this is kind of like beneath me, but, but, but by doing it myself, I laid out the process and it would have been impossible to hire someone and kind of like train them on how to do it. And so much of the training process, quite frankly, for teaching them was listening to my calls, like the call recordings. Listening to call recordings is like the way you basically train your person, whether it's Zoom recordings or, or phone call recordings. So that's super important. You have to do it at first. It's also just valuable because you, you really get, it's like the ultimate in qualitative research, right? Like you're actually talking to people and you think you know what the problems are and then you get on the phone with them and then they really tell you what they are. So I know like people like Sam Ovens who kind of teach a high ticket selling models that they actually say like, start selling your program first before you build it. I think that's, you know, I built it first and I think that was, I knew my audience, but there are people who say basically like get on the phone with people and then build the program. Once you get the first client, like use them as like your catalyst to like do a week and just build it a weekly program, which I think is, you know, it's, it's not a, not a foolish endeavor. I think that's smart. But so that's one thing is to do the calls yourself. Two is to really script out a process. Obviously, that is a lot of what we do is we teach people how to script out processes, but you need to have a process that's really about like really asking them questions about whether it's, you know, if you do like a dating product about their dating life and where they want to go and what their commitment is to solving these problems. And then what you'll find is that the presentation is super short. It's super, super short. So it's not like you don't have to like go into the whole thing. It's really so much more about like really understanding their challenges and what they're looking to accomplish. And then, yeah. And then, you know, closing the sale, get the credit card over the phone. And that was even something I wasn't, I was like, you can really get the credit card over the phone. It's like, yeah, you can, if you, if you really have a a good process. And so I think those are the kind of the key things just from a high level are really important particularly for those of you that are looking to think of building out a model like this is you there's this tendency and I'm, I'm sure Natalie, you see this with a lot of, ugh, I'm sure a ton of people who are in access is like, we want things to be perfect before we do it. And, you know, one of my mentors, 
I used to always say that perfection is the enemy of done. And so it's like, I really think it is important to just like start getting conversations with your clients and prospects and, and then, and, and seeing what they want. And by the way, there are going to be some people who are just fans or just are kind of like have so much pain that they're going to, that they're going to buy. I mean, are you going to close as, as consistently as someone on my team right now? Maybe not, but like, you're going to get some, and that's, that's just like the, 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 how you kind of grease the wheel. Now we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Did you know Access Ally is the most flexible way to sell and elegantly deliver digital offerings as your business grows, all in one place on WordPress. You can create online courses, memberships, directories, and communities, and even sell team access, all on your terms. Go to accessally.com to get a demo and see why it's the business scaling solution you've been looking for. love that yeah I think it's so true like once you start doing it you can improve from there but if you've never done it and if you you're kind of not willing to do it then you're not going to be able to improve so I love that advice and one of the things I know you use in Access Ally is the Teams feature which is basically you know selling to groups or organizations or having people manage other people that are going through your training so what would you recommend if people are wanting to start doing something like that if they have a course maybe or a program Mm -hmm. and they know they could sell it to multiple people at a time how did you go about that and what's your your kind of thinking on that yeah so so teams has been obviously a really powerful booster for us because you know a team is just more people and so what we did is one thing when i built the my new sales insights lab a few years ago is like i wanted it to be visually professional to the to a a corporate world because they are you know they're using like real serious like you know there are companies that just all they do is deal with corporate so i at least wanted to kind of have that feel and the other was to have some accountability and so when i worked with rain boyd who was our access ally implementer expert developer i was like you know here's some things that i wanted to look like and i you know i invested in some courses and and found the ones that i thought were really just visually great and and then i made sure that we did have i wanted to use utilize all the tools that access ally had for accountability and so so basically what we did is we made it such that particularly you know managers want to make sure that their people are actually using it and so we did, so we created quizzing in the, in the course. So you go through the course. So basically I can actually just show you really quickly. If you want, I can just share my screen just to kind of give you a quick, it's because it's, it's. That would be bad. cool. I think people always love seeing, you know, the actual yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll just kind of give you a quick, I won't spend much time on this because I don't want to. I don't no worries. Like demo-y, but okay. So this is our dashboard. This is obviously I'm an admin. So there's more, you see like the WordPress stuff at the top, obviously the users don't see that. But so a couple of things that we did, by the way, you see just kind of visually it's, it's clean, it's simple, it's professional. We have objectives measuring. So like, this is, again, this is my user. So you can see like hundred percent of the course was completed hundred percent, but here's one that we're 29% was completed for some reason. I don't know. So, um, so a couple of things that were super important for the corporate space, which by the way, is actually has been very useful to us in our, our accelerator program for, for our coaching program, because we're like the coaches, we're like the manager. So when people are like, Hey, you know, how do I do this email? And I'm like, I'm like, 
John, you didn't even go through the email course. We see that you haven't even gone through the email course. And he's like, oh yeah, I got to do that. And you're like, okay, so go do the email course and then ask about the email. But so here's an example of, so they kind of like, again, this is kind of our intro. So they, they watch the video, we have objectives. So the two objectives that we have are that they completed the video and which is super cool. That's a nice access ally feature. And then that they had the quiz questions. We also created a note section so they can create their notes. And then at the end of the module, they have all their notes in one place, which was awesome. And some people really leverage and it kind of, they can print it out as a PDF. So you have the kind of the quiz questions that they get credit for. They've got to get those right. You obviously retake it as many times as they want. And then it gives them, so if we just kind of like zoom ahead to the, in the video. Okay. So now you get hundred percent credit for the course. And so, yeah, like, could someone game this? Of course, but you know, if you're going to take the time to game it, like you might as well just go through it. And so a manager can then see, I'll just kind of give you a really quick overview of our dashboard. This is for our accelerator program, but this is what a manager's dashboard would look like is like, they can add people and then they can see like, did Josh here, like we can see which courses he's completed, which he hasn't. And, and so, you know, we, we, as a manager, that's super important information. And so, so that's the kind of, I'll, I'll kind of, that, that'll be my, my, my demo. But so that was a really important thing that we had the kind of the product set up for managers. And then, and then when we were selling it again, it's so much, I think there's a tendency to be really proud of your course. We don't do demos of, of our course, even for big team sales. Like if they, if they absolutely like hammer us with it, we have a video that's kind of like a video walkthrough demo, but like we, it's not about your course. That's the big thing about selling in general is like, no one cares about your course. No one even cares about your content, right? What they care about is like, they have a challenge. In my case, it might be that their team is not selling at the rate they want and they want to increase revenues. And is your tool going to help them get there? And that's it. They don't care really like, is it, you know, does it, does it leverage all the latest learning models and all this stuff? What they really, if, if you're dealing with a real decision maker, if you're dealing with like an HR person, then they're going to ask about the, not to, not to knock on HR people, but, but to knock on HR people, like they do tend to, then I was like, I was joking to you earlier, like they do tend to ask about what learning model you're using and all this silly stuff that's irrelevant to the outcome of the program. But if you're dealing with like a, in my case, a, a president of a company or a CEO or a, a, a chief sales officer, like those are the people that are really just like, okay, is this going to help me? And so that's a really important thing because really what you're selling is an outcome. Even if you're, if you have a dating course, my brother is, is in the same space, but he does dating and he's complete. He's probably the number one in this whole space. And it's like, we always talk about it. it's like he's selling an outcome right it's like it's that you you at the end of it you're going to at least feel confident in your dating life ideally you have someone <laughs> and so it's not about like what does the course look like on the inside I think it's a really important distinction that we make uh, I can yeah I feel like 100% agree with everything that you're yeah. saying and I think even just saying nobody cares about your course is a really good reframe for people because sometimes they get, like you said, so perfectionist and like yeah. everything has to be perfect and it has yeah. to have X number of modules or, you know, I want them to have downloads and this other thing and this other thing. What is the outcome and what's the transformation that you're able to deliver? And that's the bigger promise and that's the bigger thing that you want to be able to do. And, you know, how you do it, obviously it matters, but it's not the the end of the game for, for most of the people who are going to say yes. Yeah, so, and also don't compare... 
know, I'm sure there are a lot of people watching this that are not as far along in their journey as I am. And so I was, I was where you were, right? And so it wasn't this. What you're seeing now is this is, this is 10 years after I built my first course. So my first course, if I showed you Sales Strategy Academy, it was not beautiful. I, and so it was like, I, I was able to get some momentum and, and you'd almost have like a proof of concept and then was able to take what took me probably six months of very, very intense development but don't, don't worry about that. It is visually beautiful. Don't like, just get it, get something, like you said, kind of get it, get it, get it out there. And then you can refine it later in a 2.0. This is very much like, this is like a 3.0 for me, which is why, you know, I'm very proud of it. And I'm sure in a couple of years, I'll, I'll do a 4.0, which will make this look, you know, bunk, but like for now, you know, don't sweat the small stuff, particularly like the design stuff, which obviously you know, is cool, but you know, it hasn't made me that much more money. (laughs) I think it's a really good to reset expectations because I think everyone wants to go out of the gate looking super professional, which obviously you want to be professional, but it's not the end all be all. So one of the other questions I had for you was around pricing for these types of group or organization programs. Do you do any sort of bundles or do you do it by seat or by number of spots that people get for their teams or organizations? Or how do you think about your pricing for groups? Yeah. So we've tested a lot of different stuff. And so we have the program that I'm most proud of is actually for kind of smaller organizations, smaller teams. And that's what we call our lab accelerator plus team. And, you know, one thing I found is that a lot of business owners and VPs of sales, like what they really, what they want to do is like, they just want to be kind of lazy about it and just like put their people in front of the course and be like, take the course and they expect it to solve the problem. And that doesn't solve the problem because the people maybe, maybe don't go through it. And so what we did is we developed this program where it's like, it actually starts with the manager or the owner. And that person goes through like the really intensive coaching program. And, and so they're like the number one person. So it's kind of like teaching. It's like a train the trainer type of a thing. And then we have, and then we have seats for the, the regular salespeople who aren't involved in our training programs. And so, yeah, so it's all bundled together that way based on the number of kind of individual users plus the manager and then we obviously have somewhere we'll have like multiple managers who are involved in our coaching programs and then and that's been our by the way by far the most successful program and then we do also have for like bigger organizations we'll have we do just also have kind of like seats although we've really moved away from that and we're like i was saying earlier we've really my heart is with smaller organizations. I just love working with them. And I feel like we can really move the needle so much versus like, once you start to get to the big companies, which we've done 300, 400 seat programs with, it's just like, you're dealing with, you're dealing with like a training department and it's just, it's lucrative, but it's, for me, it just wasn't the path forward. And in that case, obviously you're just dealing with bigger, you know, you know, lots of people in the seats and manager dashboards and all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's great to hear from someone who's done both. And it's good to also find that clarity. I think, you know, the same with us at Access Ally, you know, we could go and move up market and have bigger, you know, corporations or schools or something using Access Ally. But we, you know, our heart is with the smaller entrepreneurs who are scaling up and growing what they already have. So I totally feel you on like focusing on who your people are and kind of who you really want to serve. So I think that's always really great advice. And you can really make a lot of money with 
you know, even like when I was explaining to my dad who was, was in sales for many years. And when I told him a few years ago that I was really going to focus on kind of selling to the individual salesperson or business owner, he was like, oh, what about the big companies? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll still take those obviously. And we get from SEO, we get people coming to us and we do some outbound stuff for that. But like my, my strategic focus was on those smaller individual sales. And when you do the math, you know, for us, we've been able to scale up an organization that, and we're on track to become one of the largest sales training companies out there, just focusing on the individuals because the individual like bigger companies are going to invest less per individual. And whereas an individual is willing to invest more for themselves, because they're thinking almost like a, we think of it as like a sales MBA. And so it's, it's not like you're foregoing, you're like relegating yourself to like not making money. You really can, uh, at the end, it can kind of even out. So I, I just want to say that. I don't think it's like, it's like an either or where if you go with a smaller going after the individuals, you're like, you know, stuck being a small business. I think you can be a very large organization doing that. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, I totally agree. I think there's, it's really about kind of where your zone of genius is and kind of where you want to focus. So yeah. that's really awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of pivot and ask you about, you talked about Facebook ads and other types of ads that, sure. that you're doing, but also you mentioned SEO and I know you have a very successful YouTube channel with 125,000 subscribers on there. So can you talk a little bit about what you're doing and more on the marketing side to get people yeah. into your world before you then, you know, offer the things that you offer yeah so youtube which is my number one kind of we'll call it like free marketing engine <laughs> it's a long haul if you want to have a laugh you can go to my kind of oldest to sort and look at my oldest youtube video it's not very good i was just incredibly consistent at putting out content either weekly or every other week for the last five six years and my first videos didn't get a lot of views, but I just kept doing it. And so I would do short videos. I would hire a videographer. We'd go to a studio and we would shoot. I would script them out and I would do like 15 at a time, which is pretty exhausting. And then I eventually built a home studio, which really changed everything because that made it a lot easier where I could just like, and I was my own cameraman because now with the way technology works, I mean, with, with a kind of the Canon I don't know, DSLR cameras for like 500 bucks, you can have the same quality of camera that the, the videographer was using five years ago. And it's with, you know, teleprompter and it's, it's way easier and you're not paying this guy hourly. And uh, yeah, just kept putting out content started to, you start to see what people are interested in. I remember always being surprised with what worked what got the most views this is true of anyone who's been doing seo for long enough or or any kind of facebook content or anything like you you always have these like ideas where you like lose sleep and i think like oh this is gonna this is the one that's gonna be amazing and then it gets it gets like nothing and then and then like one thing that was just kind of like a throwaway idea and it just like boom it just explodes and so that was very much the process so just a couple of things that i did on that though which which i've shared with other people and i think it's pretty strategic is I, people are always like, if you look at my blog and all this stuff, you're like, do they think that I'm just a content machine? But what I did, and this is really powerful is I used to like type up my blogs by hand. And then once I started doing YouTube, what I did is I would, I would 
script out my YouTube videos and I didn't script them out. Like it was more just kind of bullet points and then I would talk to them. I would make the YouTube video. We'd have it edited by a professional videographer, a guy on like Upwork. And then I would then send those YouTube videos to rev.com, which probably many of us have used. At the time I would have them transcribed because I don't think Rev existed. But then when Rev started to come along, you can rev.com is like really way to, easy way to get it kind of just transcribed for cheap. And then I'd have a writer take that and turn it into a blog. And so I'd post the blog on my blog with the video. And that was a nice way to get additional views. So every, you know, as I grew my, my email list. So it kind of like, it all went hand in hand. And I still use a lot of those YouTube videos as just like content pieces. And so it really kind of like built itself. So it helped me with SEO uh, in a big way and the YouTube presence. And I would have something to send to my list. Cause it's like, Hey, we've got a new video, like five keys to closing the sale. And so it kind of like all work together. If you're not doing that, you're really make your, you're kind of like Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill every day. You've got to kind of like make, make the, you want to kind of, what I find is like, everyone gets really overwhelmed. They're like, oh, I have to do YouTube. I have to do blogging. I have to do this. And it's like, start with something that you're most comfortable at and then see if you can convert that into the other mediums. And that takes so much pressure off. That's a, that's definitely a, a pro tip that if someone had taught me that early on, I think I'd be a lot further on. Yeah. It's like making the most of the content that you're already creating yeah. and not having to reinvent the wheel. That's, that's really brilliant. And definitely go check out Mark's channel. It's awesome. So <laughs> go and take a look at his videos. So I just what, one other thing just on yeah. YouTube, just because, and the other thing is the, it is one of our best sources of the end screens. So YouTube end screens are awesome where you do have like the quick calls to action and like, Hey, if you like this video, go to this free training. And what was weird was that like, it, it was the, it wasn't a huge source of traffic, but once we actually started with analytics and once we started tracking where sales were coming from, so many sales were coming from YouTube because YouTube did a switch a couple of years ago where we got a ton of traffic from YouTube and then they decided that they wanted to keep people on platform. And so the end screens, like it was literally like one day where a couple of YouTube influencers, including myself, we were all like, has your YouTube traffic gone down? And it did, which was, which was emotionally devastating, but actually sales kind of stayed the same because if someone is going to watch your entire video and then click on the link and then register for a training, like that is someone who is a fan. And those are people that buy like what I have 125,000 subscribers, most of which will never give me money. And, and that's okay. But it's like, that's, I don't lose sleep over how many subscribers I have. It doesn't matter. What matters is that there are people that are actually finding that content and then clicking a couple of times through registering, going through the trainings and then ultimately scheduling in our case, scheduling a call. And that's, it's like, don't get caught up in like the front end in terms of like the numbers there. Cause that's just like, ego what really matters is like where are your buyers coming from and so like seo drives us a ton of people but actually our best clients are the people like almost everyone who's like a real fan buyer they are like yeah i watched this video and i saw this video and like that's just just something that i learned later once we started really talking to our customers that's so helpful yeah and i think people 
you know, we kind of get vanity metric obsessed, right? And those are not the important things, but I love that. I feel like video has a great way of connecting people to, you know, the real you. And then also if they watch videos, they're more likely to want to watch videos in a course. So I feel like if they're kind of that kind of learner, then they're going to also really benefit from the way that you, that you teach, if you teach on video. That's awesome. So yeah, I have any other tips you want to share that you think people who are already using XSLI or thinking of using XSLI, you know, what are some of the things that that you love the most about it or that you think people should give a shot to? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a fan. Natalie knows that of XSLI. I have been for years because I know that there are, you know, for those of you that are coaches, you probably get approached on LinkedIn and cold email by all these companies that say, you know, thinking about it actually the other day like you get these it's like my most consistently prospected to me where they're like hey i saw you create a bunch of great content we help you productize that and and turn it into online content and it's like i know that there are a lot of people out there who are probably pretty tempted to just like give someone 20 20 25 percent and build it but it's like i was thinking about this like if i gave someone 20 percent off the top like that's basically your profit. And so don't get sucked up and you know I think it's worth building the platform and that's what Access Ally gave me to start was it's a it's a very user friendly platform. It integrates well with Infusionsoft which is what we use and so it was important for us that we could kind of like although interestingly enough now that we've gotten high ticket we don't our tech things have gotten so much simpler now cuz we don't but it was like being able to like take someone transaction in Infusionsoft and then send them right into Access Ally was so powerful. And then with the tagging, so that was really just 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 wonderful the, the, the way this the stuff integrates. So, you know, make sure that you're obviously integrating it. And then I think the big thing to me is simple. Like there are people out there that I know that do a lot more business than me and they have five times simpler funnels. They have five times simpler programs. Like, I just showed you mine. We've got, we've got 20 courses. We've got all this stuff. And it's like, I've come across people who in different spaces, but they're like, they've got like eight modules and it's like, it's just so simple. And then I look at their funnel and like, they have literally like a one page website. That's like a a one page. And then like, talk to us. And I was like, you do a million a month doing this. And it's like, that's literally the kind of numbers they do. And so I think like there's this tendency to want to get complex. And by the way, these are people that have no presence. One guy I saw, he was making, you know, an absurd amount of money. And I like Googled him, his company, and like, it didn't even really show in Google. And it's like, this guy's just like under the Google radar, which is insane. So I think it's like, be simple. That's one of the things that I learned is like, I think early on I was pretty complex and, you know, and now I've just like simplified everything. And so, you know, for those of you, if you go through, if you want to go through my funnel, you're certainly welcome to at our website, salesinsightslab.com. There's a bunch of ways to opt in. You're welcome to do that, but, and kind of see our flow, but like you went, I was doing the kind of the, the, the membership and the, or the, like the, the cheaper program, it was like, I had like all these different, like I was doing like ups, one click upsells and like all this stuff. And it was just so complex. And when we actually went to the high ticket, it was like, it was actually just like getting rid of all that clutter. It's like the Marie Kondo book. It's like, just get rid of all the clutter. You know, your kitchen just has like all this stuff in it that you just like, you don't need it. You never use it. And, and so it was actually like this decluttering process. And I think that was 
when things just really kicked off and it was like, wow, we now have a business that we can scale and we can grow a team and we can have multiple salespeople and, you know, and support so many more people. And at the same time, service people, serve people more because we're really helping them along the way. You know, if they have questions or, you know, we're like coach, we're really coaching them and supporting them. And so that was really, you know, it kind of gave me faith in like the value of like human interaction. Cause I think there's so much focus on automation and AI and all this stuff. And it's like, Automation's great. Marketing automation's awesome. We use marketing automation too, but like humans bring so much more value to that whole process. And so, and really simplify it. Cause it's like my funnels literally like go through training, hop on a call with us, call, join the program. That's it. And it's, it's, it's been just really amazing to just see how much simpler it is. I love this and really it aligns a lot with my values too. So in the software space, there's this thing called product-led growth where you grow because your product is simple and awesome and people kind of share it because, you know, they're in there and when they invite other people, other people join. And then the opposite is human-led growth where basically you get on the phone with someone or, you know, you kind of have more of that personal touch with someone before you buy, you do a demo or something. And what we realized is like Access LA is more of that personal touch, human-led growth type of business. And, you know, so this is one example of like, hey, you know, like we're human, (laughs) we're not just like showing you how to click around on stuff and and all that. So I think that's a really great thing to to have you share with everyone is that going higher ticket helps you simplify. It really does. It really, and, and to really just get on get on the phones, get on Zooms, get on, have conversations with people. I mean, that's really, I saw a story about how the guys from close.io, which is a kind of like a cold email automation software. And, but they, they were, they started out as like an agency and they didn't have an agency at first. All they did is just made calls to people in Silicon Valley. They sent out some emails and made calls and they landed a couple of clients in a couple of weeks. And then they, then they were like, all right, so now let's, let's do this, you know? And so it was like, I think there's so, I, I think that story is so much more rare. And I think what we hear so much more of our people, and I see it in my world too, is people just want it to be like totally perfect before they do it. And so I think the more you kind of just like get on the phone with people, you know, have conversations, do stuff, that's going to, you know, lead to a better outcome and the, the 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 training or whatever you do is going to be better because you're actually talking to people and you know what they really care about and that's that's a really big difference yeah they'll actually get better results because you're focusing on the things that that they want and that they need totally. so that is with that let's uh, let's wrap it up i think this cool. is amazing mark thank you so thank much you. for sharing all of your insights and your wisdom and head over to mark's website and get all of the other stuff in the details below um thank you so much for ha- for being here with us on seamless scaling you shared so much amazing stuff <laughs> it's so much fun you know i always say to my wife it's like she only wants to hear so much about my business so like when i can actually talk about my business it's like it's fun so thanks that's awesome i totally agree yeah. <laughs> It's like shop talk at home is just, it, it's like after a while, it's like, all right, let's just talk about our son. So this is fun. Thanks. This is great. Thank you so much. Mark. Right. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, the momentum memo. You'll get quick actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, the Momentum Memo has something for you. 